Hey everyone, my name is Erin, and this is Leading Like Her, a podcast that takes my experiences and the experiences of other amazing leaders and help us all take our leadership game to the next level. Think of me as your business bestie, guiding us both through the ups and downs of managing people and developing into the strong female leaders I know we can be. You probably know what you should do, but don't always know how to make it happen. I'm here to help us take that next step together. I'm not competing against you. I'm rooting for us. So let's get started. Hey, hey, it is job skill day. And it's the first job skill of 2022. And this one hits a little bit home for me because we are going to be talking about giving presentations to executives and about giving advice or mentoring people who are in the process of giving a presentation to an executive. And this hits a little bit of home because I am doing both of those things (laughs) right now uh, for a presentation I have to do at work. And so I delegated part of it to um, a few of my employees. And so I'm mentoring them as far as how they should present their portion of our presentation. And I'm also working on a portion of it myself. So I think it's really important to go over the strategies that I'm employing to make sure that the picture that I want to get painted is communicated correctly. And also to kind of give some advice on how to mentor someone that is maybe not so familiar with giving presentations and is looking to you for mentorship or advice. So there's two things when I'm presenting to executives that I keep in mind. And the first one is to know your audience. Okay. If you're presenting to your boss or your boss's boss or your boss's 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 boss, right? There's a certain amount of information that that level expects to get. Okay. And there's also a certain amount of slides, a certain amount of time that they're going to have that you need to be respectful of. So make sure when you are putting a presentation together and you're putting all of these different slides together that one, you know how long you have to give this presentation and two, what type of audience that you're presenting it to. Are you talking to operations folks, purchasing folks, training folks, right? Depending on what your presentation is and what your audience is, that'll help you cater the type of information that you convey to make sure that the conclusion that you want them to draw from your presentation is reached in a very easy way, which brings me to number two. So number one is to know your audience. Number two is tell a story. Okay. So once you know your audience, then you can start working on your presentation. And telling a story can mean a lot of different things, but there's a reason you're giving your presentation, right? You're either requesting money, you are presenting the conclusion of a successful project, 
you're training a group of new employees, right? Regardless of what that presentation is, there's an outcome that you want to come out of this presentation, whether it's executives approving you for more money, the trainees understanding the curriculum that you just put in front of them, right? And so make sure that the conclusion that you want matches the content of the presentation that you're sharing. And there's a lot of different tips that I can give you as far as how to put together a good presentation. The first thing that I'm going to tell you is less is more when it comes to actual words on a slide. I absolutely hate when someone is giving me a presentation and they flip to a PowerPoint slide and it is a paragraph. I don't want to read the paragraph. I want the Cliff Notes version. I want the person giving the presentation to focus on the content and not me having to read or or divert my attention from that person to try and read 50, 60 word paragraph that I could have easily looked up in like the book or the source that they used to pull that from. Okay. When you're talking about words, actual physical words on a PowerPoint slide, I would say leave it at no more than 20, give or take. Okay. Three or four bullets outlining the, the overview of the slide and then be ready with the backup detail that you can speak to. I don't need to see you reading the PowerPoint slide word for word. We've all been <laughs> in those types of PowerPoint presentations and they are so painful. Don't be that person. Please don't be that person. Okay. Make sure that the PowerPoint slide has a good overview of the content that you're trying to convey, but that you're presenting that content. Don't let the slide be the only piece of content. You're the resource. You're the subject matter expert. I want you to shine and be noticed in this moment. That said, have the backup detail. Anything that you quote, any metrics that you present, Make sure that you have that backup calculation available just in case someone questions the data and someone's always going to question the data. That's their job. Their job is to make sure that what you're presenting is correct. And if they're investing any type of resources or money into your proposal, that it's credible. So always have that backup data and that detail. But I would not puke everything out onto a slide. I lose so much interest that way. People are going to start getting bored. People are starting to get irritated. Just trust me. Make sure that your general summary, your general overview is there and have the big backup data available if or when you need it. Now, what do you fill your slides with? If you're not going to fill your slides with words, what should you fill your slides with? Visuals. Okay. If you're asking for money, if you're asking for staffing, if you're asking for anything, there should be data behind what you're asking. And data looks great in a chart. Get familiar with Excel, girl. You're going to need it. And if it's not Excel, it's some other type of analysis tool. Great. But charts and graphs are a great way to tell your story. Okay. And if you're presenting on a project that you just completed, 
before and after pictures. I love before and after pictures. Executives love before and after pictures because it, again, it's a great visual of the changes that you're making. And it'll give you a lot of credit that there's actual hard changes that are happening. So regardless of what the content of your presentation is, make sure that you have really, really good visuals. Same goes for training. If you're training someone, we've all heard death by PowerPoint. You don't want there to be death by PowerPoint. You want there to be engaging pictures, engaging content that people will absorb and understand and retain, right? So we know our audience. We've told our story and we've had a, we have a clear purpose and we, through visuals and short bullet points have guided our audience to the conclusion that we want them to get to. Okay. And you've done an amazing job. You're super relaxed. You're very chill, calm, cool, and collected. And you get a standing ovation because you've just kicked ass, right? That is what I want you to envision the next time that you give a presentation. Because Everybody needs to be relaxed. Put on that power suit, put that makeup on if that makes you feel confident and more prepared. And let me know if these tips were helpful to you. Now, the second half of the episode, I want to talk about if you're actually a leader that's mentoring someone who's giving a presentation because this is something that I'm running into right now. And it's really, really difficult for me to just not do it myself. (laughs) Okay, I would very much like to be like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. It's going to be easier, it'll be faster. But that's not that's not being a good leader right now. I have people that are way more than capable of putting a PowerPoint presentation together. And I need to be able to step back and allow them to not only shine, because I know that they're going to shine when they do this, but also learn. And they're not going to learn if I do everything for them myself, right? So today, um, I checked in with the um, couple of the guys that are doing the presentation. And I asked them for a status update. And one of them showed me some slides. And I, I was And he actually did a really good job, but there were a couple of tweaks that I wanted to make to it. And so I said, you know, I would change the color here and I would probably remove a couple of these words because they're not necessary. And he was like, okay, okay, right? And I had to stop him and I had to stop myself because I don't want him to think that I'm being overly critical of his hard work. And I also want to make sure that at the end of the day, it's his work. It's not mine. And so I stopped him and I said, you know, there's there's a Peloton instructor <laughs> that I ride with every once in a while. His name is Dennis. And at the beginning of every ride, he tells us, I make suggestions and you make decisions on this ride. Right? He'll give us call outs for how fast we should be pedaling or how much resistance we should have on the bike. But at the end of the day, it's up to us to actually make those modifications to our ride. And on some days, if I don't have the energy, I don't make the modification, right? He makes suggestions, I make decisions. And so in that moment today at work, when I'm telling 
my employee how to change things, that phrase popped into my head. I make suggestions, you make decisions. The work that you did is great. These are suggestions that I think you should think about to make it a little bit more clear. If you don't agree, then that's okay. And we can leave it as is, right? And that was a development moment for me. And I think it was a development moment for him because not everything has to be done in my style and my taste. As long as the message is getting across and as long as the folks that are coming for this presentation are able to clearly understand the content, then what is the harm of him doing it in his style, right? And again, maybe it's a little bit different than I would have done it, but if the content's there, the content's there. So if you're mentoring someone or if if you've delegated a task to someone, especially a presentation, I would highly suggest that you do do a dry run and make sure that that person is very comfortable with the content that they're presenting and that there's no spelling errors and there's no other technical issues, but make sure that their presentation is their presentation and it doesn't have your fingerprints all over it because the more that they can own it and the more proud of it that they are, the better a leader they're going to grow into and the more trust that you're going to have with your team. So that's my advice for anybody that's either delegating a presentation or mentoring someone that has a presentation coming up because that is very relevant to me right now. So what have we learned today? We have talked about knowing your audience and knowing the time that you have to give this presentation and knowing the type of background that your audience is going to have, right? So number one, know your audience. Number two, telling your story, having a clear purpose and guiding your audience to the intended conclusion. And you're going to do that through visuals, through a few bullet points, through confidence and through backup data. And if you do that, you're going to soar. You are going to completely crush it and soar. And if you're delegating or mentoring someone, make sure that that presentation has their mark all over it and make suggestions but don't make decisions for them unless there's something really, really egregious or something that absolutely, you know, needs to be changed for, for business reasons. But if it's little things, let it go and let them enjoy the spotlight. So I hope this helped. And finally, the last thing I'm going to leave you with is relax, relax. These are human beings that you're presenting in front of. They're not monsters and they're not robots. And if you're really uncomfortable with presenting, do a dry run. Get some practice. The only way that you're going to get better is by repetition and doing it over and over and knowing your material inside and out and getting ready and being prepared. So find that person that can help you do that. Or put yourself into these situations more often to gain that experience. 
And before you know it, you're going to be in a leadership position presenting to executives 10, 12, 15 years later without skipping a beat because you've done it enough times that it's second nature. And I'm telling you from firsthand experience because I was a complete hot mess the first time I presented in a professional setting. And now I do it all the time without breaking a sweat. It only took me 15 years to get here. (laughs) So there is light at the end of the tunnel. So if you have a presentation coming up, I'd love to hear from you. And if you need somebody, just a unbiased ear to bounce your content off of, shoot me a note. I would be happy to help you, coach you, guide you through your next presentation and make sure that you're crushing it the way that you should. So hit me up on LinkedIn, hit me up on leadinglikeher.com and I will happily, happily help you out. All right. Well, have a wonderful rest of your week. I am so grateful for you. I am so thankful that you guys are listening to this and that you're gaining something out of it. If I could help just one person crush their next presentation, all of this energy and all of this effort is worth it. So thank you all so much for listening. I am so grateful and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leading Like Her. If you liked this episode, share this podcast with another amazing woman in your life and tag me in an Instagram story at leading like her. So I can personally thank you. Check out leadinglikeher.com for new episodes, guest bios, and additional resources to help inspire and motivate you to grow your leadership talents. Remember, you've got this girl. I'll talk to you soon.